Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I present to you Red Spotlight Entertainment. Waters. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Cal Lira, and today we have a lot to discuss. We have Flash Season 3. We're going to be reviewing all that shit, and then we're going to go on to Bond 25, Justice League reshoots, uh, also Wonder Woman news, and Peter reviews Valerian. All right here under the spotlight on Red Spotlight 59, Flash, Flash, 100 Yard Dash. Gentlemen, we are here. So, let's Is that one word? Did you see that? Ladies and gentlemen. Are we in an auction? I give it a five. Three. 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 I will one day kill this president. So that's me, Alexis J. Soto. <laughs> anyway, let's review Flash Season 3, guys. Alexis! Wait, but we need to review Season 1 and 2! <laughs> uh, okay, uh, just a quick thing. So I have only seen uh, Season 3 of The Flash. I didn't see the previous two. Kyle and Peter have seen those first two seasons. And before I even start on that, I'd like to hear from both of you what you thought of the previous two seasons. Well... I will quickly take what you said and I oh the first two seasons right uh, I really like the first season I, I thought the first season I didn't because I was like uh, I was really like I don't give a shit about this flash show they really brought it that first season I thought it was a lot of fun I was like this is a really just fun superhero uh, comic book film I, I think it's the best of the seasons uh, the second season I, I it's still enjoyable and stuff like that there, there's a lot to like mm-hmm. um in general, I'm just not open to Flash. Mainly, be- and this is a personal thing, I just don't like filler episodes where it's like 22 episodes and like five of those episodes in the entire season or eight actually matter, and the rest are just random bullshit to try and fill out the episode order they were given. Uh, so I, I skip around a lot. So that that's sort of a warning right now. <laughs> Kyle? So, so you watch the things that are in your personal head canon yeah. of what actually well, happened. Well, the ones that is the most relevant to the actual story. Okay. Uh, what I thought the first season was great. I really loved the dynamic between uh, Tom Cavanaugh and the way that he played Reverse Flash. That was amazing. Um, Grant Gustin, my God, he's a great Barry Allen. I, I, I think that it's. I think that that right there, he's. He's the face. He's, you know, you need that kind of charismatic, you know, quick-witted uh, flash that uh, that you see in the comic books, and we get that. Uh, I like, I like the, I don't know the guy who plays Joe, but I like the guy who plays Joe. He's pretty cool. Um, Cisco. Uh, I, I, I love Cisco. He kind of reminds me of a certain somebody, but uh, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> 
I I really like uh, all the team. I like Team Flash. They're they're uh, thing I like about this that I that I see with this is uh, much like Agents of Shield. I see chemistry. I see characters you know interact with each other, and there is good chemistry. However, in the second season. Uh, I'm trying to find Zoom. I'm like, okay, I've seen this before. This is the first season again. Uh, and no, no, no. I, I think that's where you're really wrong, and you have to give the show credit. Um, this one's he was blue. He wasn't yellow. Oh, that's and, a and major his, difference. And his name wasn't Reverse Flash. It was Zoom. Wow, mind so, blowing. You know I what? Think... Color me fucking wrong. <laughs> Color me fucking wrong. <laughs> continue, wow. Continue. And then the third season, it was another speedster, and this time we knew who it was right off the get-go, and it, it's just... It's, to me, it's becoming really repetitive. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know if I want to continue with the fourth season. <sighs> Uh, that's where we're going to start things off? That's wow. where I'm going to start things off. Well, I, the whole reason apparently we're having this review is because I was not there. But you went on a bit of a rant. I think it was like a 15-minute rant. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. After you left. The floor is yours, sir. <laughs> I, I just, oh, my God. There's so many things. First of all, um, I like Danielle Panabaker. She's a, she's a, she's a formidable actress. She, she does... She does the role of Caitlin Snow good. Oh, however, okay. however, however, the whole entire Killer Frost arc was ridiculous. I need to find myself. That's basically what it led to. I need to find myself. She learned nothing from she, Sky High. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I thought Bruce Campbell would have been a better teacher, but oh well. Um... I think that it was completely ridiculous. Uh, like she's fighting herself. I knew what she. I knew what her uh, entire arc was. As soon as she turned into Killer Frost, I'm like this. Okay, this is what's gonna happen. She's gonna be evil for a little bit, but then she's gonna be good at the end. And then lo and behold, look what happens. She's good at the end. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, all right. I've seen worse character arcs. I'll let it slide, alright? And then they had the Christmas episode, right? And they threw it they threw it back. They threw it to the original Flash series with Mark Hamill as the trickster and the original Geta, mind you. And then you had uh, you had uh, the original actor who played Barry Allen in the original cartoon in the original uh, Well uh, his uh, dad TV show. Yeah, his dad or uh, Jake Garrick, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were only on screen for five seconds. Yeah, that's that was bullshit. That they was could have bullshit. had this whole entire like kind of. I I much rather thing. have seen an entire episode of just trickster. And, you want to reenact yeah. that scene for us? What that, what that that trickster scene? How did it go? No, no, I I forgot. Um, anyway, <laughs> I uh, it'll probably come back to me. I uh, also uh, HR. His character, I mean, it's it's great. Which one? <laughs> no, the 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 rod, the guy with the drumsticks. That was that's pretty much his only characteristic. He has drumsticks. Uh, he he was there for the sole purpose of dying. That is the only reason why he was there. It was completely ridiculous. His character amounted to nothing. Um, 
I guess to hook up with uh, with a cutthroat bitch from uh, from House MD, but that's the only that's the only thing. Yeah, the the girl that that created the Speed Force bazooka. Oh, her. That that was that that was uh, Amber from oh, House House okay. MD. Okay. Uh, but anyway, his character completely went nowhere. And I am went to the grave. What are you talking about? Uh, no, his character went nowhere. HR went nowhere, and uh, and I guess that's what this whole entire season was. It, it went nowhere. Uh, we're back at square one. We are the entire uh, like you could stop at the first after the first season ends, and nothing has changed. Basically, he, he's still stuck. He still, he still had, he's still stuck in some sort of vortex or some shit like that, and uh, and all the characters emotionally are where they are still in the first episode. Versus, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kiss its ass. Don't like, do it. I'm gonna be, Don't do it. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be Alexis Soto. I, I mean, for you once. can't stop free speech, Don't Peter. Do it. I'm gonna be Alexis Soto. <laughs> I can try. All right. Well, how can you? No. I'm gonna I'm gonna kiss Agents of Shield's ass. All right. I think I'm we've done be... that enough on the show, don't you think? I feel yes. so. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, we have. Yeah, that's coming from me. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. All right. Oh God, what's happening? Daisy Johnson from season one of of uh, Agents of Shield. I'm is sorry, she was known as Sky back then. Is completely <laughs> different. The hacker girl. Than hacker. the season four. Whoa, Sky yeah. or yeah. Daisy, whatever you want to call her, they're completely also known different. Quake or Tremors, and then you get uh, you get what you know. Every single character is different from what they were in the first season, yeah. and I give that show a lot of respect for that. Here in the Flash, yeah, they're good character, they're nice characters, yeah, they interact with each other well, but it's going nowhere. They're they're still in the same fucking spot they were in the season one finale and that's where I'm like come on show throw me a fucking bone here uh, and I, I just I don't know about this show anymore I can't I, it, it pisses wow. me off more than it should never watch Arrow then <laughs> it's a show we did oh god by accident <laughs> I, I did on accident okay let me get you let me get to it and another thing I uh, when I got to the crossover episode, oh, I had yeah. no idea that it was a crossover arc. All yeah. Right? So I was like, okay, I, this is cool. Uh, the Led, the, the League of Tomorrow, <laughs> the League of Tomorrow is there. Supergirl Legends is there. Of tomorrow. Uh, and then, uh, and then you have uh, Arrow. The people from the Arrowverse, everybody from that universe is there, and I. At the end, I'm like this, okay, things are going to wrap up, things are going to wrap up, next episode, Flash, I'm ready, and then all of a sudden, continued on Arrow, Yeah. at the end, and I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> I, okay. You could have so just I, Googled it. And then I go on to Arrow, alright? Nothing fucking happens. Nothing happens. Yeah. And I'm like, I am so lost, because I don't give a shit about all the characters in Arrow, uh, <laughs> and then we get to the end and it says uh, continued on Legends of Tomorrow and I'm like this is bullshit I am not gonna fuck it I don't care what happens they got you twice I don't care what happens in this arc anymore I'm continuing on to the Christmas episode but the, the, the thing is like that arc yeah came out of nowhere 
It's just randomly aliens, and then I I didn't see the other episodes. I just moved on to the next episode, and I'm like, oh, I guess it wrapped itself up because everything seems normal. So <laughs> nothing and never necessary. to be mentioned of again. Yeah, never mentioned again. So I guess. And then and then I can't believe you know what? I, I shouldn't be surprised on how the rate that the that the series been going, but they completely jumped the shark and they did a fucking musical episode. And I'm like, you know what, it it has like a little mini glee reunion, I get it. You know, Darren Chris, you have a Supergirl and then you have a Grand Gustin, they're in there and it's glee reunion. They were in glee? Yeah, they're all in glee. Well, really? What yeah. were they? Who were they? I have no fucking idea. I never watched Glee. I watched Glee. I don't remember who the hell. They um. Were. Anyway, they were in there, I guess. So use their use their whole thing. Uh, also, Carlos Valdez, the guy who does who plays uh, Cisco, has an amazing voice. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. The, the they did not sing themselves. No, it's on their little credit things that they, it was them singing. That's fake news. Or, okay, okay, Trump. Whatever you say. Um, can can I can I start from the beginning here? Do you have any or, more to iron or do out? You, or do you just do you want to? Oh, continue, continue, and then I'll I'll bounce off of you. Okay. Um, my my thing with the CWDC shows is I don't think it's not like they're well written or the dialogue is very good or the acting is all that great, but at the very least they're fun. And, you know, you can tell the actors have a great time and the characters are fun. So, and, and usually the, the overarching story is, is, is fun. Is, it's well done, especially in that first season with Reverse Flash. Mm-hmm. Like, that, it was like, yeah, I, I can see a lot of people liking this. And I can just imagine if I was, like, younger, I'd, I'd love the shit out of this show. And they always, they always go for it as far as spectacle. Mm-hmm. Their shit, I'm like, oh, they, they can't, that's too big to try and pull off. They don't always um, pull it off, but they at least go for it, which I really respect because they're like, let's, well, they're just trying to deliver a good time. And I think kudos for that. Uh, but I have the same issues you have, which is basically they've, they've told the same overarching story three times now. Um, I actually thought when Savitar came out, I was like, oh, God, this is a god or whatever. This could be kind of cool. It's, but then it turned no, out. No, it's just it's emo Barry Allen. But it turned into who is Savitar? I'm like, why can't it just be Savitar? Like, why does it have to be like who is he? And it's like who is Snoke? Who, who Exa- is Snoke? exactly? Exa- fucking exactly. Yes. Um, like whoever come up. No, I just know you're fake. It's Ahsoka Tano. Get it's over it. Tano. Get over it. It's already been decided. <laughs> the point is. The point is. Um, that whole story with him being Savitar, I found to be really lame. Um, I actually, I, I kind of don't give a shit about the relationships stuff. Sorry. I think the characters are fun, but I don't give a shit about Flash trying to be with Iris, even though I think both actresses Dude, are fun. Iris is fucking boring. She's, She's just, just kind there. of Iris. She's there as the emotional uh, tether yeah. for Barry Allen. That's the only reason why she. And I, I, I like the actress. I feel like they they could give her more. Um, Candace Patton. Yeah, the whole thing with Killer Frost. Don't care. Uh, Cisco's he's there. 
Um, and it's just kind of all the other characters. They're fun when they interact, but like their storylines, I really just kind of don't care. There, there's, there's nothing really pulling me towards it that I find very interesting. Every, every, every storyline is like, yep, I know where that's gonna. This, 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 this is gonna happen. Yeah, uh, like, like you said with uh, Killer Frost, and then it's gonna bring us all the way back to the beginning. Um, but um, j- just to be positive, um, and this doesn't even have anything to do with Flash. But uh, S- Supergirl, the actress, I think she's great. Like I really like her. She is. You know, I think I, she's I, easily the best out of all of them, and like all because all of them they, they'll say cheesy dialogue, and I'm like, uh. you know, after she's se- the only one I think that can make it work. After seeing the um, the what's it called musical the episode? the musical episode and the crossover episode with, yeah with uh with both uh barry and uh and uh cara supergirl whatever you want to call her um i found that their uh interaction and their chemistry far more compelling than what yeah. was with mm. uh with uh candace Patton and uh grand gustin Far better chemistry than that and you know what it, her performance alone just seeing her in the span of what Two episodes? F- 15, 15 minutes of seeing her on screen. Mm-hmm. I'm actually intrigued to watch that. I don't care about the Legends. I don't care about uh, uh, Arrow. Well, let me burst your bubble because Supergirl wasn't that great. But she is. The, I'm saying the, sh- the show. But, but she, she's. I, I think she's the best of all of the, all of the, like, the Arrow people and all of them. Um, let, let me throw some positives. Uh, like I said, they do go for things. Like that whole episode where they went to Gorilla City. Mm-hmm. That's not half bad for television. Like they 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 hold they showed a Gorilla City. Even though when they were in the arena, I could tell that it was just Grand Gustin in a green room. Well, I mean, yeah, but it, it's TV yeah. though. I, I will I'll, I'll vouch for that episode because yeah. I saw it when it when it was broadcast um, live uh, that that Tuesday night. Yeah, but at, at a certain point, you gotta like well. If I'm watching this just to have a half hour of fun, yeah, that was fun. It was like, yeah, um, you can tell it's definitely fake, but it's it's a TV show, and it like it, it is, doesn't look shitty or that yeah. bad. So it's like you know, and even the way Savitar looked, like the little Savitar or Grog, uh, Grog, Grog too, Gorilla right. Grog. Um, and then we, even when they invaded, and then he fought um, Winter, uh, <laughs> I th- I was like, okay, like this is this is fun shit. And yeah. even the the musical episode, mm-hmm. um. Maybe stupid, yeah. jumping the shark, but I was having fun with it. Yeah, I, I, I just, and that's the that's like my base yeah, level of seeing, expectation. What what was worth seeing is uh-huh. uh, seeing John Barrowman sing. What again. was your issue with the musical episode? Because you're not really pinpointing it. Because I, I feel like you've had a lot of issues with musicals in the past year or something. Like it just rubbed you the wrong way. Uh, Has the music left your heart? That's like it could be a song. <laughs> Has music. No, he he no, can actually I break into song. I just I don't know. It just felt like out of place. I, I will. I'll tell you my issue, and this is why I don't like filler stories, and this is why I don't like watching shows where it's like bullshit twenty four episodes and they gotta fill it. Because two episodes ago, or three, or however many, it's like oh my god, Savitar is this huge threat. He's coming for all of us. Um, and Let's then, sing and dance about and it. then two episodes. It's like, what the hell are you idiots doing? You're just dicking around, singing and dancing. Savitar is out there. That is the god of speed. He is gonna destroy you. And I was it's like, the- oh, let's talk about our feelings now, bitch. Your feelings can wait. Like, is 
this guy is trying to kill everyone but it's like no more dicking around and stuff that and it pulls me out of it completely and i'm like how am i supposed to believe this guy's a threat of you have enough time to just go and chill and out you know and what the fact shit. is is that he's not a fucking threat at all because underneath no. it's just emo barry allen and, and and that was my thing too i didn't believe that he turned evil because uh, uh, if I'm to be correct, he turned evil because Iris died. Correct? Mm-hmm. I don't buy that. Nobody did. And and even if he has and, and even if he has he he went back in time. He could have been with her again. If I was evil Barry, I would have just gone back in time and like locked up current Barry and then like tried to be with her. Maybe something like that. And after the first time, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. None of I'm it like, did. why is he? And he's like. Iris died and I'm sad so I'm gonna be a god what why <laughs> lizard from Amazing Spider-Man ba- yes and then there's one <laughs> bullshit episode where uh, he completely loses his memory I don't think I saw that one <laughs> okay there's an episode where Barry out like they were like maybe we could get one step ahead of uh, of Savitar if we uh, wipe away his part oh, of yeah, his memory yeah they wiped away like his memory that. to see if they could unearth something that, that couldn't come to the surface and again completely filler they're like, I I, I, I I didn't see that episode. That sounds exactly like Philip. That is a Philip So episode. it was like half an hour of like, oh, he doesn't know who he is. And then at the end, he does. And it's like, come next week. And it's like, eh. Um, also, I maybe I missed something. But of course, you have that cliffhanger of episode 23 when you think he's killed Iris. But he's actually killed um, uh, Wells number 258. Um, he never attempts to try and kill her again. Savitar? Yeah. Why? It just kind of dropped. Because of the whole point is if he kills her, he lives. Why did... It's like, I failed once. Darn it. I guess I guess I, I, it's done. He and never I'm like, made another attempt in her he, life? He, yeah. He, after that, he's just, he was literally in the same room as her again with, with all of them. And he never uh, tried to kill her. Did he even address her? Yeah, he addressed her. Like, she touched his face. Like, oh, how sad and stuff. And then... <laughs> that is and the then, extent of that arc. And then even at the end, like, he's like, I'm, uh, I can save myself by, you know, being everywhere at once. Just go and kill her. Like, she's right there. They can't foil your, your plan twice. Like, the only reason they were able to foil you the first time was because they tricked you. It's like, they don't have that trick anymore. Go and kill her. But it seems like he failed once. It's like, oh, shucks. I can't do it again. Then what was his for plan some afterwards? Reason. His plan afterwards was to use science mumbo-jumbo to make him be at in every play, in every timeline at once at all times, basically. So just create infinite, like, ver- infinite pieces of himself right. that they all share the same consciousness Barry, throughout you the are entirety the of time boy. so he would be like a god i guess and it's is is stupid it, it again it was it was just a I reason wanna see, to i want to see that on the blu ray box it's, it's stupid peter martinez can i jump in here yeah uh, cuz i think in a strange turn of events I'm going to be a little bit more positive than you two. Okay, go ahead. Uh, oh my god! Right? Um, so... Okay, let's see. Let's go. Go for it. Okay. Go for it. Okay. 
as as far as this as a series is concerned, um, I believe uh, Peter is right. It is a really nice group of people. Yeah, these really good actors. Uh, you can tell they really like each other, and the characters do have chemistry. I mean, it's a fun show, and and at the end of the day, you gotta have to remind ourselves what it is this show is going for. Um, and yeah, sometimes they go for spectacle. Usually they don't go for that. Um, and at the end of the day, you have to just keep in mind, as I did, there really isn't that much substance. And that's not... Yeah, there's not. <laughs> that, that, that's the thing that... The takeaway that I had from the beginning when I saw watching it. Now, again, I hadn't seen seasons one and two. So I was basically going into this cold um, or blind or whatever you want to call it. But even then... Um, Spoiler alert. I was, you have not missed anything. I was prepared for uh, a lack of substance. I was prepared for villain of the week, and I was prepared for filler. Mm. So I had already knew that going into it. I just didn't think it was to this extent. And I kind of feel maybe this season was regarded as so much more filler than the, in the previous seasons, or was it about the same amount of filler? No, same amount, but it's the same. This is regarded as the least of the seasons because it's the same bullshit. But here's the thing, though. The... The first two seasons, yeah, they had uh, filler episodes, but at least the filler episodes were captivating. The in the third season, the captivation was like bar none. I like the cast, and I, I like these characters. I think they're all really likable. Even Tom they're definitely Felton, likable. Yeah, uh, and I, I actually bought in. Um, I wouldn't say Iris is boring, although, but she's far. In a way, the least interesting thing about that show—they they, they give I, her nothing. Yeah. but the actress is likable. Yeah, that—that's what it is. And I did like her and Grant Gustin together. Um, and the action was sometimes fun. So it's like for me, I didn't have that much of an expectation going into it, and I found myself really enjoying a lot about the show. That being said, I do agree with you that the storylines of this season, really, when you when you kind of take them apart, they don't make that much sense. On top and, of them, uh, on top of them not even being that good. Yeah, that's my thing. And going back to Iris, that was that's your whole entire uh, plot line of the whole entire season. Yeah. Prevent Savitar from killing Iris. How can we? How can we feel for Barry if we don't find Iris that interesting? You see, on one level, what we had discussed here, the end result wasn't good. And in fact, it's kind of infuriating because it kind of went nowhere. But when you consider the fact that this was a 22-episode season that was airing on television, on top of it you know, not being satisfying, it was entirely predictable. Every step of the way. My thing is, I don't care that much of it's predictable. The story can be basic, just not completely and utterly stupid. Uh, as long as I'm having fun... I'm fine. It's, yeah. it's, it's not a show I necessarily like, really like or watch that much. I, I just saw it a little bit because it was there. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people like it. So I was like, okay, like we'll, we'll, we'll see what's up. And I'm like, I can see why people like it, but I don't, personally don't give a shit. Um, it's, it's, it's like you said, when, when you're already three seasons in and it's like, I can't have fun as much fun with it anymore because I've seen this already and seen it done better by previous seasons in The Flash. So it's on an endless loop. Yeah. Maybe that's significant because of time and Flash or whatever. And too many speedsters 
there's go like so, go with something different. Just just next just try it. yeah, it, and just throw something different, different storyline as as the overall reaching storyline. Don't have him like uh, have to take on a new speedster because this, Flashpoint two point This is what happens every season, and all, it feels like every episode. Like he he comes in, he's like, I'm Flash, the fastest man alive, and then immediately someone is faster than him. <laughs> And, like, he takes on this person, and he's like, oh, I can't do it. And then someone gives him a speech like, yes, you can. And then, <laughs> and then the mu- his music plays, duh, duh, duh. And then, like, oh, I know, I'll run backwards. And then he does it. And it's like, if that happened a few times, it's like, oh, that's heroic. That's cool. That's fun. When it's three seasons, at least 22 episodes, that happens in at least 10 episodes right. per season. But it, it gets very and also, redundant. The way you described it reminds me of an animated series from when I was ten. They, that's the thing. The um, the CW shows are very, very much feel like live action animated shows. Not necessarily the best of animated shows, but solid ones that you would wake up in Saturday morning and be like, "Oh, this is fun." I'm, I'm guessing know? that's why it's so successful because one of the things that um, it brings that fun of that Saturday yeah, morning. Yeah, that's like, what it is. Thing. Like, I mean, we—I don't think we've ever really gone in depth on the CW shows on this show before because, in general, we're not—we're not really that big fans of it. But I'm not—I'm not really. But big when fans you look at it. every other show out but I there, understand it. when you look at every other show out there, the CW shows are like the main event. People praise the CW. They praise these shows, and like, they're all of their episodes are a must-watch event, and especially the crossovers. Mm-hmm. When the crossovers happen, it's like you can't escape that news. Like everybody blasts it all over the place, and it's like a four-night TV event. Um, so my thing is, uh, these shows just aren't as good as I think people are making them out to be. They're not necessarily bad, but it's just like I think you. I think you can say they're bad. But I haven't seen not, other shows like Arrow sh- or Supergirl, so Ooh, yeah, or Legends. Right. Ooh, yeah, I haven't seen right. any of those because Flash is easily, easily the best out of all of them. Um, but I don't. I to me, it's like, is it bad that it's bad? Like it's. It, I can see why people like it. They watch it. It's a lot of fun, half hour fun. I think it's. You know the craziest thing about. I'm not it, like I'm not like mad at it. Yeah, but I mean, it's know, not Iron Fist. The weirdest thing is uh, from people like I told you who have been reviewing these shows. This mm-hmm. like. The recent seasons of all four of these shows, everybody ranked Flash season three beneath the latest seasons of Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. Um, I haven't seen the latest seasons, so maybe they have a point. Um, I know the previous seasons of um, Arrow, especially after season two, were terrible. Supergirl is is a lot like the Flash. Except I, I have less fun with it. I guess it's it, it to me it's lesser, and then Legends of Tomorrow is straight up, like spe- it's straight up the spectacle. Right. You know, there's that, no that, substance or anything like that. Other than the- especially because it's an ensemble. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 very much like, like they each episode is like a period piece. I think one of them they went to the 1970s to save George Lucas, and then another one they were fighting like zombies in the civil war because they go through time and that sounds fun yeah that's what i'm saying it's straight up just fun the spectacle fun and that's why i'm like it's not some to me there's too many good shows for me to get caught up in in these 
But I understand why everyone has fun with them and really likes them. Especially because all the actors, I think, are really right. charismatic people and actors. And you can tell they're all having a fun time. And I mean that not from, just from Flash, but from, you know, oh, Arrow right. and Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow. Because they, they got a lot of love. Yeah. Um, one thing, uh, before I move on, uh, just to give a shout out to Alexis Moreno. Uh, she loves the show. And she also loved the, uh, the musical episode. As did I. I liked the music. I, I, I had fun with it. Honestly, I, I thought the musical episode was the best episode of the entire season, only because it's like, hell, it's a stupid premise, but you know what? I, I They were great singers. I watched I, the show. It was for, entertaining. It was fun, and it was entertaining. Yeah. It, was, it was very entertaining, so I'm, I, I'm, I, no complaints. I, I don't get the hate for that episode. I honestly don't. But uh, as far as to where... It, I think what's most interesting about this is that I'm kind of whatever on the show, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'll, I guess I'll watch it, or maybe not really when it comes back on. But Kyle really liked this show, and now what's most striking is that this season kind of turned you off, yeah, almost it really completely. Did. It really did, because <clears throat> first of all, they're hour-long episodes. Uh, there are hours. Oh yeah, they are. Second of all, is that there's a ton of filler shit. And I don't, you know, I wouldn't mind the filler shit, and I wouldn't mind the, the, the everything that went on in this season, if it amounted to something. Maybe if somebody came out with a guide of like uh, which episodes are essential. Yeah. And watch it that way. I I did a lot of skipping around. <laughs> kind of like uh, how uh, Lucas only released that Clone Wars. Oh, for the the yeah. chronological order of the episodes because they all aired out of order apparently. So, mm. I um, mean, that'd be helpful. Yeah. I, I I I'm with you in that I'm whatever on Flash. I'm whatever with all the CW shows. It's like I don't hate anything about yeah, this show. I, for any of them, I don't hate. And it. And that's a lot coming from me, who like who, who slams the yes. failing Warner Brothers. But anyway, you're are saying, they really failing though? Yeah, they are. Are they really? All right, the next <laughs> the next topic was that uh, was that his segue? That no, was yes, segue. that was his segue. Wait, wait, final thoughts, guys. Okay, that was final thoughts. Yeah, that, that was, was our final thoughts. All right, so next topic. Uh, this one is a little bit of a shaken, not stirred. Oh God! A new story of the of the bond too soon. Right. of the bonded variety. Uh, <laughs> Just say the news, you uh, hack. <laughs> all right, Bond twenty five has been uh, confirmed that it will be uh, uh, not airing. But it would be taking place, uh, not taking place. Oh my God! <laughs> I am for It will of be words. released. It will be released uh, November eighth, uh, two thousand nineteen, and uh, apparently the plot has been uh, kind of revealed and leaked. Uh, right now, it's going under the under the stage name Shatterhand, and mm-hmm. that's the name that they're going with. Um, so far, I don't know if they're going to change the title, but so far it's known right now as the, the production name is Shatterhand. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be uh, Bond goes to Croatia and finds a, and uh, fights a blind uh, villain. And that's going to be the plot line of the movie. Um, so, yeah. Alexis and Peter, thoughts? Uh, I like James Bond, so another Bond is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you left out the biggest news is that um, who is signed on to play Bond? Well, we kind of reported that a couple weeks ago, 
on yeah. a podcast. So yeah, but if, I think it makes it official. If somebody I don't know listened to the podcast, I did listen to it. But if this is the news, know I would see. I would think that you would reiterate what back. the entire news is. Well, and say who stars in it. Well, tell that to the host. Craig is set to return. Yes. Ooh. Oh, Daniel Craig. Oh, did you not listen to the podcast? Because <laughs> we we had said Daniel Craig. You weren't on that show. You're fake news. Um, um, the point is, you're a snowflake. I am. A, you're a cuck. Um, <laughs> you're wrong. Oh, I can't. I guess you're right. Um, the whole. You're wrong. You could do that. <laughs> wrong. Um, for me, the biggest point is the fact that Daniel Craig is returning to James Bond twenty five. Is it twenty five? Twenty five. Um, I don't think he should be returning, mainly because I think. Daniel Craig does not give a shit anymore. I think he really does not want to be Bond. I think they had to give him a lot of money to do it. And, uh... I think and, will, we mean a lot of money. Yeah. Like a hundred million will, dollars. I think this will be the final nail on the coffin. I think I, this hopefully, is him saying because this is, this is it. Yeah. I, I think he's not... And I do think it's time for new new blood. New, because so uh, far, if we're looking at the um, at how many years he's been Bond, not in terms of like movies. Yeah, he's the second longest uh, standing Bond. Oh, really? Yeah, behind Roger okay. Moore. Um, I will say, as far as the premise, I think a blind villain could be cool. Mm. Um, I I like the the gimmicky Bond villains. Yeah, or where it's like they're very recognizable when they have cool names and stuff like that. So I hope they do that with him, like Auric Goldfinger. Doctor I don't know. No. See, Shadow Eyes could be his em- name. I don't Emilia know. Large. Okay, there are a couple things to take this news. Uh, okay. First of all, yeah, Daniel Craig coming back. Well, as soon as they waved literally a hundred and one million dollar check in his face, how do you turn that? You down? can only say no to the money for so long. That's the thing. Um, it's great that we're getting another Bond movie because honestly, uh, I like Spectre. We all like Spectre a lot yeah. more than anybody here does, and I still want one more movie with him to finish off his his arc or his five movies, just mm-hmm. his era. I feel like Spectre was a good. I, I I don't mind another one. Right. It's just I feel like you can see it in his face. Yeah. He doesn't look like a tortured Bond. He looks like. <sighs> why am I here? Is <laughs> is that kind of face? But don't we all do that? Yeah, but like, I don't get paid a hundred million dollars. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. As far as um, it's a great year to come out in twenty nineteen. Uh, we were having this discussion right now about it leaning more toward you know the the silliness of it or its its roots or something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to do that with number one. You know, Sam Mendes is not going to come back. They're going to have to get a new director for this last uh, Daniel Craig Bond movie. On top of the fact that. No matter how much that we all liked Spectre and how much it reminded us of classic James Bond, mm-hmm. the well, overwhelming majority of people hated Spectre and hated the fact that it wasn't as dark or as serious as uh, Casino Royale and or I Spectre. And I say, fuck you. That, that, that's, that's the general audience, and if that's what Sony is looking at, well... You know what they could do? They could get Nolan. Christopher Nolan. He said for a long time that he's wanted to make a James Bond film. Are you serious? Yeah, really? he said that yeah. for a long time. Like that's one of, one of his dreams to make a James Bond. And also film. another thing to add to that, uh, one of his favorite films of all time is Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. So that's saying a lot for if, Nolan. If they could persuade him, possibly to to make his to make his Bond film, this film, um, say like this is Daniel Craig. 
his last film. Let's go out with a bang. I don't know. They could. Uh, that would get me really excited. I, mean, I think that would get general, everyone excited. In general, a Nolan film is an event. Yeah. It's set to start filming in spring. Mm, maybe they won't get him. But has Nolan announced anything? I don't know. That's I haven't heard anything. Two. <laughs> here. That's the thing. I don't think he, I think they can get him. I, I hope so. That would be I interesting. Think... He's he's also a Brit, so hell. Well, yeah. Uh, I let that darn slide for Brits. Him. I let it slide for him. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Peter. The Aye, point Peter. is. Um, yeah, I guess overall it, it it is good news. But what is yeah yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it is wonderful news. Uh, I can the the plot very much sounds interesting. Uh, Bond fighting a blind villain. You know, it, it, it does sound like what you said, Peter. It does sound like the one of the one of the uh, old kind of old fashioned James Bond villains. They all uh, they each have a gimmick. Yeah. Sort of. Can someone remind me? Did they? Um, uh, get uh, Christoph Waltz to do because I remember when Spectre came out, there was this thing where he was planning on doing more movies. He than said Spectre. He said he would come back if uh, what's his name came back. Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Daniel Craig. So, but if the story doesn't dictate him coming back, then he doesn't have to come back. Maybe he could be a side villain because the villain that he plays mm-hmm. in uh, in Spectre, he's always known as the side villain. Yeah, I you know, mean pulling the strings. So I guess you could bring him back. Yeah, even for one scene or something. If if the story dictates it, I'm sure he'll be happy to do it. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, I I can't wait for this. And uh, if they're going with the uh, with this, and if this is Bond's, uh, I mean uh, Daniel Craig's last movie as Bond, I can't. You know, go out with a bang, go out with a bang, and do that kind of stuff. So. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Look, in general, James Bond doesn't really excite me, even though I like the movies. But if you get Nolan there, I'm there day one. Nolanite. All right, let's go back into the comic book universe, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, Justice League is getting a $25 million reshoot budget, and they're going to be yay. going in. Supposedly, they're going to be uh, removing... Uh, Henry Cavill's uh, mustache. Mustache. I guess you could call it mustache gate or whatever. Uh, now, now, Peter, I mustache you a question. Um, what do you think about all? I this? officially quit this podcast. Um, <laughs> y'all have a lovely day. <laughs> no, seriously. What do you What do you think about all this? The twenty five um, million dollars. Is it a stir in the right direction, or should we press the panic button now? Once again. Can we at least pretend like Superman is actually dead? <laughs> like, it pisses me off that they tease him in the trailers and stuff like that. Like, oh my god, is it Superman? But that's not enough. It's, it's, it's like, it's uh, not enough because they actually go out of their way to say, they, they're like, oh yeah, and then we have reshoes and Cavill. Yeah. Like, I wonder why. At least <laughs> pretend like he's dead. Um, but, but it was kind of obvious that he's alive at the end of Batman v Superman, so even then it's bullshit. Audio commentary coming soon. Because uh, yeah. the first one was so bad, it com- it, it aborted we, itself. We, oh my god. <laughs> Literally, right, Kyle? Literally. Luckily, <laughs> we live in a blue state. Um, it almost... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Alright, let's... Let's move let's, on. Um, let's move on completely. Uh, I... God. <laughs> no, I, Peter. My thing is, um, uh, I, I think we all saw this coming. As, as 
I'm I don't I don't remember if you predicted it, but I know me and Alexis predicted it. Is that like Joss Whedon's coming in? He's really gonna have his say. I will. I don't think he's they're gonna touch action scenes, but I think what you can tell from uh, Man of Steel and definitely BVS, the character stuff is where Zack Snyder is very weak, mm-hmm. and especially connecting all these scenes together. So I really feel like most of this is gonna be a lot of character stuff and connecting scenes together so it all flows and makes sense with the action scenes. Is it a reason to... Is these reshoots a reason to press the panic button? No. If, if anything, it gets me a little bit more excited. Because it's like, okay, they realized... It, my, I, I'm, I'm, I feel much better about Joss Whedon going through the film and mm-hmm. going like, yeah, this character stuff needs to work, this, 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 and really going through it with a fine comb and fixing it. Yeah. Then just... a what would have been was just allow Zack Snyder to do it and I feel like it really would have been kind of a mess because it's like he went straight from BBS to that and there was so many people on his back and I'm sure the negative um, the negativity he got from BBS really hurt him and it must have been hard um, and I do like Zack Snyder so um, I'm glad that he, he pulled away and of course he had to for personal reasons which is really sad Yeah, but, but I, I, I'm I'm glad not only one for his own mental state he pulled away, but also I, I think um, at the end of the day, with having all these people helping out, I think it, it, it can better uh, just make sure it, it, it's a it's a hit and it's a win. And I really want Zack Snyder to have a hit and a win. I'll put it that way. Uh, I think this is a win-win situation. Yeah, it is. Brilliant. I'll even use that word. What they're doing because at this point it shows. To wow. Me. Yeah. Actually, let that sink in. Say W B. Let me let, let me record this. Hold on. No, it's being recorded. <laughs> it's already recorded. Oh yeah, that's right. That's a little bit redundant, Peter. Um, <laughs> I had to make sure. I'm gonna take this moment to actually <laughs> double check some actual praise here because okay. this at least shows to me that that they are at the very least. You know, they realize we can't fuck up this movie. Yeah. And we don't care how much money we have to spend. We're going to get those fucking reshoots. We're going to make this the best movie that we possibly can. Because what Peter said is right. The action, I, I'm very doubtful that they'll change much of anything. It's mm-hmm. all the character stuff. And that's the stuff that I would think bothers Joss Whedon the most. And since he's in charge now of the film, he will be there personally to make sure that those scenes are shot right and are placed adequately within the film. Look, what was it? They said $25 million? That's a lot of money for reshoots, but this is the Justice League. This is a, 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 a once-in-a-lifetime movie so, experience. So he's kind of Gareth Edwards-ing it? Look, Oh, I, actually, Zack Snyder would be Gareth Edwards in this yeah. scenario. It, it, it would be, because... But anyway... At the very least, WB is, I guess, they are aware enough to the point that they realize that Justice League, if it bombs, it could end them. Well, it's not going to bomb, but if it's a critical... That's what I meant. Yeah. If it's like, if it's as, if if it's it's BBS level or worse, it literally would put everything else in question because they can't sustain another BBS at this point. They can't afford it. it. No. Literally, they can't because... It would wash away all of the momentum from from Wonder Woman, and that it would kind of. And that's act- bad, and that and that kind of means that that uh, what Wonder Woman did was for nothing. 
you know. Yeah, pretty and, much. And that and that's bad. That's bad news for the movie, and that's bad news for uh, for the entire uh, franchise. That being said, it is going to be a really interesting cobbled together film because it's going to be half weed and half Snyder because the the action sequences are going to be all Snyder. That that's my biggest um, concern. Concern is it, is it going to we're going to see together. action scenes where it's like oh you know with like the giant stuff and then it's slow and oh and then you'll cut and it's like hey guys it's very <laughs> just weed and dialogue right. and stuff. So there's a danger it couldn't mesh well, and it could yeah, be like two it, different movies. It feels like two different movies. You you're constantly cutting right. from this dark brooding thing, and then oh, we're the Justice League, and then you know quipping and stuff like that. If anything, I'd be worried if there weren't any reshoots. Yeah, at, at least this extensive. Mm-hmm. So hell, I mean we're what we're about to approach August. This movie comes out in and, November, and also another thing that that you, they don't have like, time for heavy effects reshoots. No. Uh, Unless they move the movie, which I don't think they would do. Something that eases my mind is the fact that it's being overseen by Whedon personally. Yeah, you know, and that and that that go, that that alleviates a lot of. At stuff the very off least, the and and really just looking at that trailer again, and perhaps I was a bit too harsh on that trailer. I'll, I'll say that right here. Um, looking at it again and thinking about these reshoots about what it co- it possibly could be, we could be looking at a at a relatively good movie. I think I think it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so that that's why, and I'm fingers crossed, because we need to keep the street going. Yeah. Keep it going. So I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Now, future uh, DC news is the fact that Wonder Woman two has a release date, and it has been confirmed, and it's being released. On December 13th, 2019, uh, Patty Jenkins is not yet confirmed. She is in talks, I think they said. She is in talks. She's looking for that pay raise, I can tell you that. Oh, well, would be better. Yeah. But uh, but she is not confirmed yet. But more than likely, she's going to be confirmed. Oh, she's going to get confirmed. Um, what do you guys think about the date? Do you think it's a great date to put it in? Do you think... Uh, well... Uh, do you think uh, Wonder Woman 2 would be a good idea? I must be on something. Because I'm gonna praise him again. This is the single. This is the the single best decision they've made in quite some time. I'll even go so far as to say this is the smartest thing they've done in quite a while. Of course you would do this. If you look at the success that Wonder Woman has had, it has blown away expectations. It is the number one grossing DC film ever, as far as the DCU is concerned. It also surpassed Guardians two at the domestic box office. This was a hit that. Uh, that really they they weren't expecting and it, it was a relatively good film and i think it is as far as their history is concerned of scheduling films it is far and away the smartest thing they've decided to, to actually schedule here's an idea we're going to schedule the sequel two years after the original not 10 years like man of steel 2 or 25 years and that that's the thing they realize that with wonder woman they have a character they finally have a property that works, that appeals to the masses, mm-hmm. and that's what she's in. One, that's what she's in, in Justice League, and that's why they have Wonder Woman too. Um, I, I, it's brilliant. I, I mean, honestly, it's it's a stupid. It would be stupid if they didn't actually schedule it for then. Which I would have thought there may have been some chance, considering their history with how they schedule films inadvertently out of some kind of cosmic order or something. But the reality is this: it was a huge hit, and they would be stupid. If they didn't schedule it for 2019, as far as December is concerned, um, we've seen with Star Wars that when you put in a, a powerhouse property in December, it can it can be just as successful. I don't 
know why. And my initial reaction is, I don't know why December and not June when I did so well in June. I would, unless they have another movie in June and they believe so much in Wonder Woman that it'll be great in December. Because they have no Star Wars film to contend that year. Unless they push Episode Nine back to December, which at this point I doubt that that's going to happen. In terms of marketing, that would be completely ass, asinine to do. Who? Push, uh, push Episode Nine back to December when there's another event of Star Wars coming in such close proximity mm-hmm. in May, so in uh, 2019. So I think that they should keep it at. I wouldn't rule it. Out. I would not rule it out though, because look, we we've known with Lucasfilm they can be very shady and things just happen out of nowhere you wouldn't expect so then pushing it back to december wouldn't surprise me in the least but anyways also, yeah. also another thing to put on the table about i i know we're talking about wonder woman 2 but it is also something in question uh, because of the rewrites of because uh, they're completely rewriting uh episode nine as we as well, supposedly we, it was already rewritten like in the beginning of the year and then and that's uh, not even accounting if colin trevorrow leaves yeah which fingers crossed maybe hopefully he does um, I'm still hoping for that. So yeah, Wonder Woman Peter, two. Peter, um, I'm not gonna praise them the way you did. I, I think you have to be a brain dead idiot not to do this. So I, I just think. Well, it's I'm like, praising them because they have been brain dead idiots in the past. Uh, that that was the implication. To me, it's no brainer. So it's like, yeah, no shit, you're gonna do. Well, this. we look at their history like, again. Like, when you have the other hits, like we're not gonna get a Batman solo film until what five years after BBS. And then, and then it was announced that the Suicide Squad 2 director dropped? Good. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't want a Suicide Squad 2. It, it just shows to me that they're, they want Suicide Squad 2. They, they're just hell-bent on making that movie. I don't know why. It made them a lot of money. It did make a lot of money. It, I doubt the second one would, would make nearly as much as the first. Yeah, but people are dumb. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I, the only thing that would have got me interested was Mel Gibson, because that would have been insane as shit. Shit, man. But if not, I don't care. Sorry. Wah, Sorry, wah, Puddin'. <laughs> That's how I feels about it. Well, now, you guys been praising a lot on, uh, on DC. Now it's time to kind of, uh, tone that back to the whole shit on their parade thing. It is, uh, there's a Oscar campaign going on with Wonder Woman. Here's One. why I think that's also yeah. a good decision. Shocker. Just wait. Wait, wait, wait. I think I might agree with you on this one, actually. Yeah, just, just wait. <laughs> that, that was a curveball, wasn't it? <laughs> what? Okay, go on. Go this on, I'm interested. In a string in of events that has made itself into, I guess, a reality. Warner Brothers, I think, is making uh, a really strategic decision here. Because at the end of the day, and we'll get to how overrated and overhyped Wonder Woman is, at the end of the day, it's hardly... Warner Brothers is hardly the the people who are propping it up to be what it it's is. It's not their fault. It's not their fault at all. Yeah. It's it's people on our side of of the, the viewers know, of the viewers that are making Wonder Woman be this overrated uh, piece that will... Inevitably, I think not, it'll hurt its it, its legacy for sure. But in the meantime, when if I'm Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. And if I'm looking at the fan reaction, at the critic reaction, and especially at the Academy reaction, 
As we've said on this show before, the Academy screenings of Wonder Woman have seemingly hit a chord with Academy industry people, the Oscarologists, as well as the Academy members themselves mm-hmm. that have is seemingly at this point it has become such a focal point for them Lips that <laughs> well, that's another thing altogether. Here's one thing that is kind of I think yeah, why not do why why not do this? Like what I'm trying to say is if you see the opportunity there, if you see the people who are just goading you, go ahead and do it because we're go- we're going to do it anyway. They might as well just say, "Look, we're going to launch a an Oscar campaign." Cuz at the end of the day, again, that's a win-win situation. Yeah, go ahead and have an Oscar campaign, but but you know what the point of those campaigns are? aside from getting nominated, is for getting attention. Once again, it will bring the movie back up. It will create more attention for this film and more people will be geared to watch it all over again, which could hurt or help the legacy of the film, regardless of the quality. But again, if I'm Warner Brothers and if I'm looking at the opportunity that's there, why not just go for it? Because the Oscar people are are pretty much saying to you, Go ahead. We're willing to hear you guys out. Personally, I don't think that movie has any business being in the Academy at all. But the fact that the people themselves who nominate the movies are pretty much opening the door for you and asking you, please come in. Give us some cookies as well. And we'll go ahead and give you a couple of prizes. Patty Jenkins won a Best Director nomination. Wonder Woman won a Best Picture nomination. That's essentially what's going on here. So... Again, I'll state this. I think this is a is a smart move on their part. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, though, it could be a a negative in terms of like I've already said many times in the show. If that movie gets nominated for best picture, best director, I would have lost all respect for the Academy. And at the end of the, at the end of the day, if it gets nominated, that's the least film of that genre that should be nominated for anything. So uh, it, it's it, it depends on how you're looking at it. Uh, uh, let me let me jump in here. Um, let, let me reiterate that Wonder Woman does not deserve to be anywhere near for best director, for actress, best picture, anything. I enjoyed the film. It does not even de- deserve to be discussed about. I think it is bullshit, and I and I, I don't. I think it's, if you liked it, that's fine, and all of that's great. But I'm sorry, it does not deserve to be anywhere near the Academy Awards. But much that less being, discussed. Yeah, much less discussed at all. With that being said, if I'm looking at this from Warner Brothers' perspective, I I agree with you, Alexis. They're like people are saying this. People seem to responding to this. We could get. We could really push it out there maybe we may even get nominated for something and it just puts a giant spotlight not only on our film but our entire giant franchise so and if how, i was wb how? i would totally be doing this and here's so an- i from 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 a business perspective i see i see what i see it 100 percent. and how and speaking as a corporate hack on behalf of marvel studios mm-hmm. how wonderful would it be for them to rub to our faces, hey, Marvel Studios, so much for your movies. We got an Oscar nomination for Best Picture. What do you yeah. guys have? 
And I'm, <sighs> that makes me so much madder because that film is just so just okay. More mad. More matter. More mad. More matter. Like it increases hatter. your negativity or your anger. Matter. Ma- okay. <laughs> you say precisely what I mean, sir. You seem fixated on that word. I am very fixated. If you want to go ahead and do that. One of the things that was pointed out interestingly enough is, well, at the very least, Warner Brothers is launching something that Marvel Studios, and you can you can argue whether or not they they should have or if it was a waste of resources, but Marvel Studios has at, ne- at no point bothered to launch an Oscar campaign for any of their films. Nor should they have. I, I, the majority of Marvel films I have liked more than Wonder Woman, and not one of them do I think should have been pushed for best director or anything like that. Um, that's why I, I guess I think it's so ridiculous that people are saying, "Oh yeah, Wonder Woman should be it," and then it's well, because like, you know why? Because they were intoxicated over the fact that we could possibly have, or they could possibly uh-huh. finally get their first ever modern era superhero film in the Best Picture Oscar list. Like they've been craving that for years. Logan year. is right there, you pieces of shits. It was actually the good movie. I love Logan. Logan is the only film since The Dark Knight that even deserves to be in the conversation. I'm not even saying it deserves a nomination, but it if, if you had to choose at least one comic book film since The Dark Knight, that if you had to pick one to be in the conversation, Logan is the absolute only one. Only. And Wonder Woman would be like in the middle somewhere. So I, I to me, it's ridiculous. Logan forever. Hashtag it. All right. Um, yeah, it is a really smart move for the studio. Uh, are you shocked at our reactions, Kyle? Uh, you, were, <laughs> you guys are somewhat positive to that. To somewhat. That yeah. <laughs> somewhat. Uh, more leaning to the Alexis uh, positive. You're, you're, uh, you're full of positivity today, aren't you, Alexis? You know, I am strict, but I'm also fair. And you, today, they've made a bunch of decisions that I deem to be fair. You, you praise so. season three of The Flash... You, uh, you, you went over a Justice League and and mm. like well, you know what? Good for you guys. And I don't know, I don't know. You're. you're I even you're said I was positive. too tough on the Justice League trailer. Yeah. It was better than probably what I said it was last time. So maybe I'm medicated or something. I don't know. I I, I tend to. Well, <laughs> Alexis is a known alcoholic, so oh we know God. how this goes. Um. So. We've all equally had the floor to share. Now it is Peter's turn to take the floor. You recently saw the epic Dane DeHaan, Carter Levine epic. classic. The epic classic that will be known for generations. Valerian, give me your review. Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Ooh, there's a full name to that. Yes. Oh okay. Part of the uh, reason why I bummed. Whoa, sir. <laughs> Many great films have bombed. Classics have bombed. <laughs> Classics. If you can't see me, I'm waving my finger. <laughs> this is a finger-waving scenario. Okay. Go on, uh, Valerian. Yeah. The, the script was terrible. The acting was terrible. There was no chemistry. The dialogue was terrible. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> 
I did. I actually did. That's such an extreme. <laughs> Tell me why you loved it. <laughs> Dude, okay, we were we were sitting around the other day, right? We we're discussing we we're discussing shit. We we're talking movies as you do, mm-hmm. and uh, and Peter says uh, one of my favorite films of the year, and I'm like, you you gave it shit prior to that. The yes. president that you set was so low that mm-hmm. all of a sudden, boom, you skyrocket it. It's like, like if Peter reviewed Suicide Squad the way he usually does, and then ends with I loved it. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, no, wait, you forgot to put your uh, palms on your face. I loved it. Um, <laughs> Hi, Alexis. How are you doing? <laughs> the one that's a girl. Um, this, is, this, is, this is the only way I can, I can describe it that makes the most sense to me. Uh-huh. Um, if anyone out there has seen Red Letter Media, they have a show called Best of the Worst, which is they watch really bad, old, bad cheesy films sometimes like public access uh, yeah on VHS that were made for like very little and um from like the 90s and 80s and maybe even the 70s just these, these old films that no one's heard of and then they laugh at it and they have fun with it and then they vote with the best of the worst to me this so so bad it's good um well let me get to that so 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 this feels like a film that was one of those films that won best of the worst because it and it, they they took one of those films yeah. remade it and gave it a 200 million dollar budget and gave it some of the most inventive and fun you know worlds and character designs and action scenes i've seen in 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 a bit you know it was a lot a lot of fun so however yeah but Part of the the terribleness in the film, though, is kind of also what endears me to the film, because <laughs> I because I I like I I enjoy bad films sometimes, and it it really does feel like, like I said, one of those really like those awesome, low budget, terrible, cheesy, but, but with a lot have of heart. A low budget though, this that's what made a- it so much fun though, Be- because at the end of the day, it was financed as if it was an indie film. It didn't go through a big corporation that said you need this, this, and that. Luc Besson literally would take his idea and his reels to different to different people, to different places, and he got funding from it. Like he got funding from it that way. Um, so he was in complete control of literally everything. And I think that's what that's adds. Admirable. Yeah, that that's another thing that I think admirable. I really admire. Ad, admire. I ad, admire. Um, <laughs> um, that he he went the, the film is 120% his and you can tell it from a mile away so no multi-passes yeah so you have the best ever from Luc Besson in this film and the worst ever in Luc Besson in this film I mean uh, I'll and just uh, go ahead sorry. so for me it's a it's a hell of a fun roller coaster ride mm-hmm. so when the action scenes are going and you're seeing these beautiful worlds and these beautiful looking characters, it's, it's some of the best I've seen, you know? But then when you have some of the characters, like Dane DeHaan was cast, he was so miscast. Like, this, this he was supposed to be like that swashbuckling, like, hey guys. Tom Cruise? Like a Tom Cruise or a Chris Pratt, but Dane DeHaan is like so awkward and so like, yeah, guy. Like, it, I can't do a Dane DeHaan impression, 
But just imagine him trying to be the swashbuckling cool guy. You should watch so Metallica like through the Never, where he says nothing at all except, hey. That wasn't a real movie. Like Finn Jones? Um, no, Dane DeHaan is on another level. It, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I think... Wait, is, Cara, that, is that considered a movie? Cara, Del, Cara Delevingne. Metallica through the Never. It's an actual movie, yeah. It came out in theater, so I guess. Um, <laughs> um, Cara Delevingne and Dane DeHaan have zero chemistry and it's like, so much fun to watch yeah. <laughs> like zero and, and the entire the entire like arc their entire heart of it is supposed to be their like connection how they like you they're they're in love but you do not feel it at all and like at the very end they have to make this decision to do something but that's against the rules and Dane DeHaan as Valerian is like I can't do this I'm old school. I'm by the book. And I literally, in the theater, I was like, when the fuck were you ever by the book the entire movie? <laughs> you were just doing random shit that you wanted to. Like, it, like he like he was pulling uh, Peter Quills the entire time. And all of a sudden, when the story demanded, he's like, I'm by the book. You are not by the book, sir. And then it was supposed to be this emotional scene, and it was so much fun. <laughs> so basically, the way that you, uh, that you Rihanna's in it. Rihanna's like the best part for me. She plays this shape shifting stripper. Well, and it's like it, it's off the walls. This film and the stuff that's genuinely good is genuinely good, mm -hmm. and the stuff that's bad, I I find it fun. You know, so the way that you're coming off as the way that uh, Red Letter Media views uh, X Men Apocalypse, kind of, yeah, yeah, basically in that way. Um, I think you guys should see it just just to see what's going on with okay. it. Okay, um, let me jump in here. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think the idea of this film and the fact that it got made is uh, something we need more of because this this. Uh, from the trailers, this did look visually stunning. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that's the way it was in, in the theaters. Oh, absolutely. Um, I could, for me, though, mm -hmm. I could just tell based on that trailer, everything else was not going to work for me. Dane DeHaan rarely works for me. Mm -hmm. Cara Delevingne isn't, an, isn't a real actress. Whoa. So I like Cara Delevingne. Want to hula dance like in Suicide Squad? You weren't captivated by that? I was. <laughs> Uh, Rihanna is a it joke. It was quite enchanting, don't you think? Rihanna was the best part of this. Rihanna, you, you that, take that that's back, sad sir. in and of you itself. She's back. a joke and shouldn't be taken she, seriously anywhere. Did she, she, did she shine stripper. bright like a diamond? She was like this like little jello character. I don't know. It was a lot of fun. So she was what? Like channeling Karen like Delvin? Just cheesy, bad, old school sci fi. No, it, it just like. Block. See, adventure slots. I, I, I had fun with it. I that, that's lie. the thing. Like, I think I it's good it. that you had fun with it. Uh -huh. I just know me and how and how I like movies. Uh -huh. I know for a fact I would hate this movie. You have fun with bad movies. Though. Which movies? You didn't have fun seeing Suicide Squad. No. You're gonna have when we do the audio you commentary. You're gonna have fun with it, and you know that. Well, that, I have only seen that movie once. Okay. And, and when I saw that movie, I was puzzled and bewildered most of the time when okay. I was having fun. There but were if some you fun go, moments. If you go in knowing what to expect, I think you can have fun. I think that's my thing. Yeah, it just seemed to me like it was just, uh, it didn't look it was going to be that good. And then, uh, yeah, I, I don't really care much for the director, so nothing that he had, had did before really, in, like, 
made me at all interested? Lupuson's really hit and miss for me. Because I, I do really like the fifth element. I do really like um, Leon, the professional. That was a great um, I, I, th- I think Lucy is so stupid and so dumb. I do not like Lucy at all. Um, I can't remember anything else. I will say, though, it is a shame that it didn't succeed because this, these I want more of these kind of movies yeah. to be made and mm-hmm. be out there. But in all fairness, though, they kind of shot themselves in the foot. What the hell were they thinking marketing this in the middle of July, in the middle of Comic-Con, in the middle of Homecoming, War, and Dunkirk? They this came out part- at the... They, they really shot them... They, honestly, um, this should have been... Uh, what's the worst month? February? March? January? Uh, this should have been a January. Or they, they could have... I don't know. Maybe I don't know. There's tr- some quality movies coming out in those months. Well, no. Maybe try it for the end of August. There's nothing in August, really. You need to hit a point where there's like literally no movies and no movies for a while. So the people that have been itching to go to the movies, they're like, "This is this is our best option right now." But when if you're I'm gonna, if yeah. I'm going to the movies, I'm like, "There's Spider-Man in theaters. There's War. There's Dunkirk. There's Dunkirk. There's all these. I mean, they have quality uh, films out that I could go see. Why would I risk it on something that I don't know?" And so, something that, that honestly the trailers aren't that good to begin with. I like the first one. Uh, it yeah, it's like you take this approach of making it an indie style two hundred million dollar budget sci fi epic thing. Great, but you're gonna release it in the middle of summer, the week everyone's at Comic Con and not even thinking yeah. about movies. They really shot themselves well, in the. They floor. are thinking about movies, but they're thinking about every other. They're movie thinking about every other movie Valerian. but Valerian. <laughs> It, That's uh, kind of even worse. Yeah. So, like, I think it opened a, a, at fourth or fifth place to seventeen million dollars domestic box. Oh, office. it was a huge bomb. It was huge. I think it's the biggest bomb since. But because of the way he financed it, he technically doesn't lose money. Well, look, if he doesn't lose money, finance. Good. Is, he waved but, his finger up in the air. Again. Yes, I did. That was another I'll, thing away from me. I'll just say though, look, what was the director's name? Luke Besson. Luke Besson. This kind of bomb is the kind of bomb that used to end careers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, so up until this point, I have to reiterate, I like Dane DeHaan as a person. From what I haven't seen Chronicle, but everybody raves about Chronicle, but that's about it for him. It's Carrie Delevingne is a model, and that's it. So, and Luke, and... I think you can give her some good... I think both of them have just had terrible, terrible choices in film. Terrible luck. Terrible yes. luck, yeah. That because I mean, the, okay. If you, if you, to be fair, the things they picked, yeah. you would think they on surface beforehand, you would think they would be a huge hit for them. Uh, doing a Spider-Man film, I think that would be great. Doing the new he Suicide Squad, that would be as Harry Osborn. Yeah, he would. But again, all he these films, disgu- I'll even look. I, the thing is, all these films don't give them anything. Yeah. That's why I give them a pass. A multi-pass. No, I, I told you, though, months ago when we saw the poster going into another movie, and when I saw her face on it, I told you it's going to be bad. I don't every know what film, you're talking every about, film she's it's in. one of my favorite films of the year. <laughs> I had so much fun. Yeah. I, For me, like, maybe I'll watch it eventually, but it just sounds like something I would hate. Watch it for the spectacle, because I think you'll respect the spectacle. I, I, it is one of those films. I'll say this, and this is very controversial. At, at, at the low points, I had more fun with the spectacle in this film than I did with Dunkirk. Mm. So, that probably doesn't mean much coming from me, but that, that's that's really the way I felt. If you're going to spend money between this and the Emoji movie, fuck. Fuck the Emoji movie. Go to Valerian. <laughs> Honestly. 
Well, it's, it seems like no one went to the Emoji Movie anyway. So. Uh, I don't know. It, Dunkirk barely beat it in the second week. What was what was what was the um the what's it called? How how much was it made for the Emoji Movie? I have no idea. Oh, but okay. I mean, it made twenty five million. It can't be that much. Oh, it does not look that much at all. So so, final thoughts, Peter. Um, <laughs> not a good movie. Go watch it. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> I can see it on the Blu-ray. <laughs> Not a good movie. Go watch it. <laughs> Peter Martinez, Red Spotlight Entertainment. But anyway. uh, you can also just go back and listen to the Netty interview. That was a very fun interview. Yeah. Um, so that concludes our broadcasting, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Cal Lira. Check out our other podcasts. Check out our other stuff on YouTube. Uh, we're going to be having a shit ton of audio commentaries coming your way. Um, check us out every Sunday. Red Spotlight Entertainment Sundays. Uh, yeah. Uh, where can we find you, Alexis? Here on Red Spotlight. Uh, you don't want to plug in any Oh, oh yeah. You can also find me on Great the Alexis on Twitter. Uh, basically, I just talk shit about everybody except me. And it's fun. And, uh, and, and half of his profile is nothing but uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Proudly stuff. so. Yeah. Uh, Peter? You can catch me on Collider. I will be hosting this week. Okay. Um, <laughs> check it out. See you guys there. Are you going to be on the Schmodown too? Oh, obviously. <laughs> if you haven't seen Kevin Smith versus uh, Elijah Wood, Screen Junkies, we don't work for them, but just go ahead and watch that. That's amazing. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Catch Game of Thrones on Yes! <laughs> oh, because my God. Can we being, talk about the episode? Really I want to talk about the episode. You want to talk about the episode? Well, fuck it. This, this show's not yeah. over. This Whoa, show's, show's over. not over. Oh, okay. we faked you out. <laughs> oh, my God. Post-credit sequence. This is the post-credit sequence of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> okay, so Game of Thrones, what do you think? Oh my god, okay. Um, <laughs> I, this is, this is the first episode in a long time that I'm just like, bitch, come on, we're talking Game of Thrones. <laughs> Go this on, is, Peter. This is the first episode Before in a long time. Before we were interrupted. Right? <laughs> that I, I've gone back and seen several times. Um, first of all, they, they don't, they don't tease you. They, right, right off the bat, they get you that Daenerys and Daenerys Jon and Snow Jon Snow meetup, and, and it great. was amazing. I loved it. I like, I liked it. You know, the like the like I like the symbolism, the the, the space between them. Like yes. she's all up high on the thing, and I love how like she like listing off everything that she is, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Sup guys, I'm Jon Snow." That's it. King, and then, King of the North. King of the North. And then, no, it had to be Davos, <laughs> and, he, and he said that, and then I. Uh, Oh my god! And then uh, when when the sand snakes were being paraded in King's Landing, oh god, yeah, my god, that was that was that was something else. I know you've been wanting that to happen. I know you've been I wanting thought it was you... a very heartwarming moment. <laughs> my god, oh, you, you sadistic! Fuck. That wasn't a joke. I know. I told you it's like man, I think they got off easy. Really, you know what? They did get off easy. Um, because I because the mountain was there. And I thought she was going to do some know, shit with the mountain. I, I, I love how she, Cersei, uh, and this is very, uh, this is very Taiwan, uh, Taiwan, uh, logic, um, is that she, she, uh, tortured him, not, uh, not, uh, physically, but psychologically, you know, cause the mountain killed Oberyn, yeah. you know? And so, uh, and so that, that, that looming presence is there. And then uh, the fact that she's gonna watch her daughter die, 
that is, it is very uh, psychologically uh, tormenting. So uh, that right there. And then um, what? What? what this is definitely Queen Cersei's Long May She Reign episode. I mean, literally. Well, wasn't the name of the episode the like Queen's Justice? Queen's Justice. Queen's Justice. And then, and then after that, she she kind of uh, she was she was in the moment. <laughs> yeah. So she went back to her room and had that moment with uh, with, with her brother. With her brother. Great Game of Thrones. <laughs> this is a family show. Um, <laughs> a family picture. <laughs> watch it with your kids. Um, I, 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 no, no, no. I, I really liked because um, that really shows where what makes her tick. What now is it, what turns her on? Kid, killing her enemies is really what drives her. Yeah, like, I love that. Like really she even do. said, it's like I would stay up at night. Thinking of ways to, to destroy my yeah. enemies, I can relate to that. And <laughs> I know you can. Um, and she thought long and hard about kill, how they kill oh, the yeah. snakes. You know, oh, yeah. I, I'll say this: look, as as much as, as as much as Cersei has been through a lot, and as much as she isn't necessarily the, the kindest person out there, you can't say on the other side of it that it wasn't a bit of poetic justice that uh, the Dorn girl's daughter got killed the exact same way she mercilessly murdered Marcella, who is probably the oh, most yeah. innocent girl in this entire show. I, I, on, I honestly thought it was going to be worse. Because I, I thought she was going to use the mountain in some very unsatisfactory ways on her daughter. So it's not as if like Cersei's completely unjustified in what she's doing. However, my god, is she... she does she really revel in it? <sighs> yeah. She, oh, Enough god. so where she was in the moment. And you very, can really yeah. tell that that whole thing after she blew up the Sept really just... I love, changed her. I love how like she's not hiding the fact like because one of like the handmaidens came yeah. in came in on uh, and uh, you could clearly right. tell what uh, Cersei and Jamie were doing. Like, I give a you, shit. I'm queen. Did yeah. you notice that all the handmaidens like cut their hair to look like her? Yeah. yeah. And also another thing, uh, uh, another uh, that's you're, SJW propaganda. I I love the like this. Uh, like, I Ben Shapiro. I, <laughs> Okay, I love this dynamic between a Euron and Jamie. Like he's like, I hate how, Euron. I like, hate him so much. It, how does she like it? Like you know, he, the way that he asks Jamie, you know, let's not get there, but go ahead. Let's, yeah, let's and uh, does, does everyone know that they're banging their brother and sister? Because everyone Every, acts like it. Because knew. everybody knows. Okay, since the letter came out in season one. Uh, yeah. In the Telltale Games, uh, in its canon, uh, Game of Thrones. Um, there was a moment where Ramsey was talking to uh, to the how I I don't know, but their their symbol is a is a tree. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, they were talking about this family and the and there's a lord and and his mistress and that's his sister, you know, and they're 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 really close. I'm um, not not like not like Cersei not and like all that stuff. Yeah, and, he's, and that's what pretty much Ramsey said. He's like, oh, you guys are like the you know, the guys are like the king and uh, king and uh, and Jamie. Well. Not exactly, not like a, yeah, yeah. Cause, so it seems I, like it's the dark, the, the little dirty secret that everyone knows, but no one just like we don't address it. It's yeah. there, but we know it. Yeah. It's like, um. Uh, so, what's uh, his name? Was cured. Uh, Jorah, Sir Jorah. Jorah. He Jorah. met yes. with uh, Sam Tarly uh, at the Citadel. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of find it bullshit. Like, there's no like magic spell or some shit like that to go on like that. Oh, you just peel it off like a sticker, and that, and that's pretty much how it you cure your great skill. Yeah, um, yeah, that's yeah. But like, I don't know. I don't know if he's fully cured. I think uh, they made a pretty 
clear he's there's no really there's no point at this point with 10 episodes left there's there's no time to even dwell on that he needs to get back to daenerys yes um Um, also i like the moment where uh where uh braun braun met uh uh sansa and i love i like that bran yeah bran whatever because braun is the other guy with jamie Eh, tomato tomato so many characters anyway (laughs) Uh, and I like how he took, like, I, I like how kind of, like, emotionally detached he is from everything ever since he turned into the Red Eyed Raven. Like, he took one of the most intimate, uh, most miserable moments of Sansa's life and and pretty much, like, oh, your wedding night. And, and, and well, let's and not take I was away. like, fuck you, Brian. Even, like, you even though it was a real miserable moment, it was a beautiful wedding. You know? <laughs> what? I know, but, like, and the way. He's not wrong there. No, no, it was a beautifully lit like yeah. wedding. Like, like it was snow so, like, falling. The, I just love the taking. I mean, just to be fair here, the reception was, uh, but the wedding was fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but yeah, like he was like mentioning, oh, the the white dress mm-hmm. that you that you use. But and, still, like, what a dick! Like, don't go there. But he, I, I give him a little way because he's a little bit yeah. Because dashed. he emotionally, he's kind it was of really out of interesting the way, though. Crazy. That scene was juxtaposition before when Littlefinger was saying to Sansa, mm-hmm. "In order to not be surprised, you have to visualize every scenario happening all at the exact same time." And then, uh, and then Bran comes, who can literally see anything and everything that's happened in the past and in the future. To me, that kind of signals... No, he, he didn't say the future. Or the past. Everything that's happening... No, well, he said the future. I no, think he, said- he said everything that's happening right now right. and everything that happened. But he oh, never I said the future. I think the future. future. Maybe we're wrong, but that give, that, that, that does give him a shit ton of insight. Right. I, I, I guess we'll put it that way. And also, um, he was like, I need to talk to John. Yeah, honestly... That was huge. I'm, that's huge. I'm kind of calling it, they're getting rid of Littlefinger. Yeah. Because I don't see him being necessary and anymore at this point to the plot moving forward. Or you mean like Lord Varys? Lord Varys, I think, is on his way out, too. Like, And I think... Um, what's her name? Uh, Melisandre. Melisandre made that very clear as By well. By the way, first of all, though, those two actors together, those two characters, I don't recall them ever seeing before this season, but they're great together on yeah, screen. Yeah, I, I, I did like them together. It, there's a lot of meeting. There was a lot of meeting up and all that stuff. I like... I like uh, the I like the meeting that uh, that Tyrion and John had. Oh my god, what a reunion that was! Yeah, like, they're 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 bastard bros in a way. Yeah, um, kinda. <laughs> I, I I I love their sort of the the forte they have with each other, and he's really the one that I think is going to make sure that these two idiot king and queens actually get something done. Because um, um, not not Cersei. Um, what's her name? The Dragon Queen, Daenerys. Daenerys is at, really becoming really stupidly arrogant. Yeah, she really is. And Jon Snow, I, I just getting my, impatient. Yes, but that that's where people yeah. get messed up, uh, especially in this game. Like of Thrones. Littlefinger. Yes, that I think that's going to be his undoing too, Littlefinger. <laughs> um, Jon Snow, I love him, uh, but he's not a communicator. Like you really could have done a better job of saying the the dead are coming, listen, and it's like <laughs> you you could have done a better job of explaining. Yeah, she, he, it. he let her walk all over him, um, essentially in that first meeting. Well, and he the, didn't bend the knee. That except for that, he didn't bend the knee. And then um, there, I my prediction also, for uh, the end of the whole series, 
they were going to be queen, king, queen on the throne. I'm, I'm okay, going for but, happy ending. But Melisandre was there. Couldn't she have just told Daenerys, by the way, the White Walkers are out there? I, she's very cryptic. I think she feels <laughs> like this isn't my 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 part to play. Also, yeah. also I noticed that uh, he's holding a huge uh, informa- huge information back. The yes. fact that he was resurrected. Mm-hmm. You know, Davos was going to say something, but then he kind of stopped. I mean, him. that yeah. would kind of like tip people off. Maybe they're not right in the head or something. Because one. I wouldn't believe. That's like okay. I'm definitely not to believing this guy because on he top of he not believing White life. Walkers, yeah. That's... And then another thing, if you do believe him, it's like what dark magic are you doing? Like who the hell are you? How can I trust you if you were dead and you came and back to life? And didn't Danny have bad experience with dark magic that killed her husband back yeah. in the first season? So, so I, I can understand them wanting to pull that back. That might be like a, a third act, like revealed, and then she gets all like the fuck bro and then at the you same know? time you have to wonder when is it going to be revealed that isn't he kind of her uncle stepbrother yeah. or something no that's her that's her uh, that's her nephew but yeah he's her nephew oh so she's the aunt yeah she's yeah. the aunt oh, okay. and he, so that, that I think that's definitely coming soon um I, I every I honestly I just love seeing both of them interact yeah I love seeing them just together. Well, I mean, just to focus a little bit on, on Daenerys to see on her side of it. It took seven seasons, but we're finally getting we it. there. She's getting impatient and she is getting mm-hmm. cocky. At the same time, though, can you blame her when literally half of her forces have just been wiped out because of the fact mm-hmm. that she was cautious? Because literally, as we said, with the army she had, she could have stormed King's Landing and that would have been done. She would have been done, yeah. That, that, that would have been it. But... We're living in, the, in a world here where, and I, I'm sure Tyrion is as surprised as we all, all are, that Cersei outsmarted Tyrion in like the in in a way I don't think I expected. Yeah, because he was gonna two times, two times now. Because he was gonna, they were gonna raid a uh, Castle Rock right. and take that as their own and get that. They could set a base right there. And you know what I love? Before you go on, I love that that called back to the fact because they've mentioned this way back. That he used to be, he was the sewer guy. That he was the one that did oh, all the sewers. Yeah. They they'd mentioned that a long time ago, right. last season, and that came that came around here. He's like, my father let me do the sewers. This this is our good in. And there's you're like, lot. yes, there's a win. And it's like, no, it ain't. <laughs> there's a lot of closing in the in this yeah, season. Like like a couple but of it's, it's like very he, satisfactory. Like when he got the Raven uh, scroll and he's like saying, uh, "Where the." Name bastard like an armor, mm-hmm. and like to kind of like saying this is me, yeah. this is me. I uh, that was pretty cool. Um, Lady Tyrell, Lady Tyrell, oh, Lady Elena, but uh, wow, she went out like a boss. My, can did. I just say th- this actress is so awesome? You know she's a Bond girl, right? Yes, yes. She's. She, I, I saw pictures of her when she was younger. She's been acting forever. Like she was yeah. amazing this entire series. She's in uh, one of uh, Christopher Nolan's favorite films, uh, On Her Majesty's Secret Service. And actually, she's the only Bond uh, girl who's ever gotten married to James Bond. Oh, here's the thing. Yeah, though. that uh, that actress is great, but that character too has she always was. been amazing yes. from the very beginning. And it's like. You can really tell now that, because this is episode three, Game of Thrones is really doing a marathon here, because mm-hmm. we're just really moving and moving and moving. Yeah, it's, it's I love brilliantly it. paced. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not fucking around. Yeah, and I mean, again, like, we didn't need to see the battle between the Tyrells and the Lannisters. You know how it was going to end. And I, I love that. I, did, I didn't feel 
because other shows, I might have felt like that was a cop out. I did not feel no, that at you all. You saw that when when uh, Lady Elena is on her balcony and she's watching them, she knows this is the day I'm gonna die. Mm-hmm. It's over. But that last scene between Nikolai, who plays Jamie, and then Diana, who plays Lady Elena, my God, that scene was one of the best scenes in the entire series. Yeah, like she was like, <laughs> you know, I always wondered, you know, if I was gonna, if I were ever poisoned, I wonder if I was gonna go out like Joffrey. Oh wait, by the way, speaking of Joffrey, I killed him. <laughs> wait, wait. Why did she say he really was a... I think she he really was, was a... a c- yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, like, she's like, your son. And, like, she made it clear. I know that's your son, and I killed him. It's it's me. And then, um... I, I think because of this loss and because of that exchange, that really shakes up what's gonna happen further because you remember, Jamie has always been really close with, um, um, Tyrion. So he knows for a fact now that for sure, for sure, it wasn't Tyrion. He still killed Tywin. He killed his dad, but his dad was... Uh, like, but his, his dad was kind of a piece of shit. But he uh, knows that his dad tried to kill him falsely. I think that's the uh, big thing. That's right. So they might... There there might be exchange to try to, like, reach out to each other. And Daenerys, if you remember um, Lady Olenor or whatever... Elena, yeah. Elena, her, her, the last thing she said um, to Daenerys was like be a dragon be a dragon you know this this your your hand you know he's a smart guy um i i survived by not listening to smart men i was a smart woman she just kind of died well listening yeah to the plans of Tyrion. so she might try to she might start to push Tyrion away now and just be like f it well at this point i'm I'm taking on king's land it just once again goes before we move on to that why do you think she didn't like say oh by the way Littlefinger also helped me kill joffrey I because it doesn't I, matter. At the end, she just wanted to hurt Cersei. I think at the end, and that she, was her main goal. Like she was like, make sure Cersei knows that I killed him. Like she's just trying to go out like a boss, and she did. So moving on, so the Lannisters. In this, th- yeah, go ahead. Do you think they're going to be dealt with before the whole shit with um, what's it with um the White Walkers uh, happens? Three episodes, and we have four episodes left just this season. It seems as if we're spending most of our time with yeah. the the Lannisters and this internal thing, and then we're gonna get to the White Walkers. I don't. I have no idea anymore. Because honestly, I don't think the the White Walkers is gonna any like the whole battle with them isn't gonna happen until next season. It I think be that the way. end of the season because it seems like the seasons always end with something big happening with the White Walkers. Mm-hmm. I think the end of the season is gonna have them reaching the wall. Well, we've hardly spent any time in the North this season as compared to other places. Yeah, yeah. and they made a big deal. Kinda, it was also kind of weird because we were because I saw that shot of John overlooking the beach and uh, and uh, not in a snowy climate it was yeah. kind of, that, oh that's it was right kind of, in the trailer he was in a snowy climate it was kind of weird seeing him not you know in that in oh that in environment. that environment but yeah. oh, I was I was on another thing sorry <laughs> But no, no it, it was kind of weird. It was it, it was kind of like a, it was kind of like fish out of water kind of thing. Well, at this especially point, with his big coat. Like, yeah, Cersei not the climate. wiped out half of, or well, not half, all of the allies that Danny had in Westeros. Mm-hmm. So at this point, the only ally she has left is Jon Snow, the king in the she's north. She's gonna have to rely on him. So I, I just want what I really want is for oh God. At some point, she has to realize the White Walkers are out there. And I, yeah. I, I just want to get do you think there. That's gonna, do you think that's going to happen this season? I don't know. I want to get there already. I want to get to that freaking amazing climax. she realizes, battle. like, oh, The shit. dragons and the white... white I'm, you, that, that's, that's, like, maybe the last two yeah. episodes of next yeah. season. That's what it's going to be. Because there's... And honestly, 
if I'm being honest, the best stuff about the season so far has been the character interactions. Yeah. Like, I have not given a shit about the like that whole siege on the ships last season. Yeah, I kind of I didn't care. My, well, you don't care for anyone in general in that sh- in that sequence. That's true. That's true. That, yeah. They didn't have the best characters. The show never really took the time to develop then, any of those characters. Uh-huh. Dion jumped like a bitch. Dion, right, yeah. Dion's being the bitch that he is. So like that dickless coward. Um, <laughs> like one of my favorite scenes last week was uh, the War Council with Lady yes. Elena, and then uh-huh. before that, the the standoff between Varys and Daenerys. That but, rhymes. But even this season, or this episode, um, right. when they showed them storming, um, what's it called, Mountain, or... Highgarden? Castle Rock. Castle Rock. Right. And then even when they got to Lady Elena, um, the the action part was never really what I cared about. Yeah, it, like, it was I, beside the point. It was beside the point. The whole point was the interaction between Jamie and Lady Elena, and that was something I, I'll watch like a million times. I just find it so... <laughs> Amazing that after three episodes, the tables have been completely turned. Like we all went, they in, had to. Though. We all went in thinking, like, mm-hmm. how the fuck is Cersei going to stand a chance? And now, it's way more even. Like, and also another thing, uh, Margatus was in the episode. Um, Who? Margatus. Uh, he's on a uh, Doctor Who. He plays. Uh, he plays a uh, Sherlock's brother. Yes. In there. Oh yeah, Sherlock's brother. The Iron That's Bank. Yeah. But he gave the biggest compliment that Cersei has been looking for. Like I could sworn I was talking to your dad right mm-hmm. now, and and, that, and that's a huge compliment, you know, yeah. for her, you know. And she solved all her money money problems. She's got the bank on her side. Well, she has the bank because she just took over uh, House Tyrell, and they have the money. Yeah. So just take that gold. Here you go. It's how the fuck did she do? And it? then also she had she she kept her promise. She was like, by tomorrow's a uh, fortnight, your. Uh, your uh, your funds your will be your funds will be paid in full, and then look look what she did. She she paid oh, it in full. I want her to meet a dragon. <laughs> oh, and then it'll that, die. And then I, <laughs> that shit like intimidates me because they showed the big old bow and the arrow thing, and I'm like, by the way, that you just love Cersei's team, you know, Quiburn and the Mountain, just wonderful pals that you would have by your side when everything. I want to see wrong. the Mountain taking on like I just want to see everyone taking on everyone like the Mountain. Going after um, the what's it called, the the White Walkers, the and one then yeah. I, I Arya's um, Direwolf has to come back. It has to take Arya's. On Arya's. Yeah. It has to take on also, some White Walkers. Also, another come thing on. that I'm excited for. Another thing I'm excited for is that uh, we looked at the trailer to the next uh, tomorrow. Uh, next week. Sorry, next week's episode, mm-hmm. and it showed and it showed uh, Arya overlooking Winterfell. <sighs> Is she, is she coming back? She's coming back. At least she's not dying. Like so, I really love that. I really love that. That's gonna then, be a moment. Then, imagine when Sansa and uh, and Arya meet again, and then uh, also I like the uh, speaking of San- Sansa. I really like the genuine uh, how's uh, how Sansa doing from uh, from. She's, doing she's taking command like a mm-hmm. boss. Yeah, like, she's look. actually really really good well, well, like, they, they had that comment at the beginning of the episode where uh, where um, Tyrion was like your sister is smarter than she lets on and Jon was like she's starting to let on yeah so and that's good finally and then Sansa's and then like the armor she's like wait a minute there, there's supposed to be leather on this armor and then all like they completely avoided it and they're like huh you're right put on some leather and just like stuff like that honestly and also yeah. she's very uh, calculating you know she's like 
how many how much uh, how much uh, rummage have we had so far? She's like, uh, one hundred thirty-five something, and then he's like, that's not enough to last the winter. So we need to scourge more. Well, look, Just like she's really yeah. taking command. Because that's really she, cool. who are her teachers? Littlefinger and Cersei. Mm-hmm. That she learned everything from them. So maybe she's the purest thing they did in this world. Yeah, uh, essentially, basically. Even though what was it? What did um. Littlefinger? No. Cersei? Cersei called her, like, some slut or something. Some like. slut whore or something. Yeah. It would be cool when they meet again. Oh, God. Oh, what if they meet again? Are they... Are, they, they have to... They have to have something... Uh, well, it's Game of Thrones, so they don't have to. Where, like, they meet face-to-face, I think. Like, I think, these characters. But I think the, the, the more pressing question mm-hmm. in general is what you raised earlier is... Is Cersei and the Lannis just going to be dealt with before they do the yeah, White Walkers, or is are, are, or in some weird turn of events, are they going to be involved in the conflict against the White Walkers? It's hard to see Cersei standing side by side with anybody, much less Jon Snow, Sansa, and Danny. See, I kind of feel like she is going to be dealt with before the White Walkers come, before they like get past the wall. But then another part of me is like, but then it's going to be too easy. Mm-hmm. Because then it's like okay, everyone's allies, and we just go. So it's like, and this is the White the, Walkers. You know, yeah, everybody you united. Need, you need everyone, every part of this. Show as much as you hate her, there. you need Cersei and her wildfire. That's oh, that's true. They're gonna have wildfire and giants and drag. This is this show is great. <laughs> you know what though? I really hope they deliver in those final battles, or at least the big. Well, final we'll battle. see in a year from now. But. Yeah, but it's like they have to. They have to. It, they still haven't announced when season eight is going to premiere. I mean, every battle so far has really fucking delivered. Oh, yeah. To me, it, it's most of the battles have been better than the shit you you can find on on movies. Yeah, really. That to me, the Battle of the Bastards is still one of my favorite like battles ever. My it, favorite is still shot on film. The way it's shot in film, yeah. the characters, what's going on, yeah. the action, but, I mean, the music. Yes. yes. There's the Battle of the Bastards, there's the Battle on the Wall, and then there's the Battle of Blackwater. Yes. So they're Blackwater. All, they're great. There's just a shit ton of cool little. By the way, did, did you. Did you I catch? have a feeling that Cersei is going to pretend that she's on everybody's side and let everybody. Dot, let the White Walkers take care of her situation. That is a very Cersei wow, move. Wow. Hey, that's smart. That is a very Cersei move. But then, is Jamie cool with that? No, oh, fuck no. So, does he kill her? I still say or she, she kills, kills him. One of them has to kill each other. That's how it's going down. Or maybe he commits suicide with her. I don't know. Or she becomes the Night Queen. <laughs> Hell, uh, I'd be up for that. I know you would be up for that. At that point, you'd be rooting for the White Walkers. I choose violence. I choose violence. <laughs> but now there's there's um, freaking White Walker giants or what? They're whites, I think they're called the undead. Yeah. Oh my god, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be so. Awesome. And again, how does the, like the three eyed raven fit into all of this? That's like the question I've been yes. asking all these years. Where does Bran fit in? There's so many little things where it's like, okay, how is this gonna factor? In? Arya is a master assassin now. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody has this skill set. That's just like, what if Arya winds up killing Littlefinger? I can see that because she's very much someone who's grown and is very smart and she comes back into the situation and she's like I don't like this and I don't like and this. And at some point it has to be revealed Littlefinger kind of is the reason the Starks are in this to, in this position to begin with. I don't know if it has to be revealed. Um you don't think so? I think 
at the end of the day, just the fact that Sansa knows... He did get Ned killed. Yeah. No, he plotted this entire thing from the beginning. Remember, he, John Aaron, mm-hmm. the hand of the king who was married to Liza. He had Liza kill Aaron and had that like suspicious note sent to them in the pilot that sent uh, Catelyn and Ned away from Winterfell. He plotted this entire thing from the beginning. Littlefinger. That's true. Do you think he's, he's going to last longer then? Since I have no idea. I think they're going to take him out soon. Because at this point... I don't want to lose Varys, though. I like that character so much. Why, Varys, why should he die? That's my thing. Varys will be there a little longer. I think a little finger will be out. I don't know. That's what's amazing about this show. You don't know where everything is going. and, it, and it's great. And it, and There's a general direction you can see it going, but how... Yeah. You don't want to exactly. lose anybody. You don't we, know the execution, yeah. which is far better what I could say about the Flash. <laughs> oh, wow. You can lose Theon. <laughs> well, I think we already did. I wouldn't mind if we didn't see him again at this point. Uh, no, you need closure. Maybe just be like... But that's, just... that'll be in the spin-offs that they're planning, right? Uh, Jon John Snow can kill him. Are they really planning spin-offs? Yeah, they've been oh, planning spin them. Don't do that. Just just let... Maybe Theon and Euron kill each other? I don't know. Maybe. I'd be uh, down that would, with that. That would be closure for his character. And... Oh, but I, I want Jamie Cersei... to kill Euron. I think Cersei will kill Euron. Yeah, I think so too. She, I think she's really playing him. Of course she is. She's playing him really hard. Like, oh yes, you will get exactly what you want after after the war is won, and then after the war is won, she just has to kill him, <laughs> put in whoever she wants, and it's like, what up? She can just say it was a tragic accident, like the like the sept. Yeah. Up, like, oh, <laughs> we will never like. Oh, it's how. Terrible. I like how she's still pretending that everybody knows it was her that blew. Yeah. It the point is. Like, I, 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 I hate seeing television shows week to week. Game of Thrones is the only show yeah. I will watch week to week. I would prefer it's it because... the only one. I'll tell you, if you... For me, I binge watched all of Game of Thrones last year, mm-hmm. and I had to binge watch it again to, to get caught up for season seven because when you binge watch a show like that, there's just so much there's going so on. Much you forget so many details. Yeah. You just forget. That is... this. Is, I will say this is a show that's <clears throat> maybe... That is the best watched week to week mm-hmm. because you need to let everything that happened in that episode just digest, sit, digest, mm-hmm. and remember. Okay, this is where the characters are at. So that if you watch it one after the other, especially because there's quite a couple of character changes from some seasons, mm-hmm. like some actors get replaced. So if you're if you're just binging it episode after episode, you can I can see you getting pretty lost. Like yeah. it's like uh. So, final thoughts, guys. A great season. Uh, so far. Yeah. Next episode, I think, is going to be the halfway mark for this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. And I just I just want to reach the end already. I'm, I'm, I am much much like uh, Sansa. Uh, I am growing very impatient. It's going too fast for me. Because then if when it ends, then we'll have to wait a whole other year for the next Game of Thrones. But that's the point. I just want to get yeah. to that whole other year. <laughs> it, it's a great show. I love it. Keep watching it. Uh, anyway, uh, we did the whole and and slay it already. So I'm just. This gonna is a post credit teaser. You can just end it. <laughs> so I'm gonna say. Uh, Thirty minute post end credits teaser. Yeah. Sorry. Take you guys another spotlight. Tori and Kermit, take it away. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Rainbows are fishes. Only illusions and rainbows have nothing to hide.
we've been told and some choose to believe it. But I know they're wrong, wait and see. Voice might be one and the same. 